The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and, and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. Fairly early, when the sun had risen on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb. They were saying to one another, Who will roll back the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. On entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a white robe, and they were utterly amazed. He said to them, Do not be amazed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, the crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter, He is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him as he told you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Three days our Lord was without us. It was appropriate three times to get the right gospel. (laughs) So let's start with the gospel. Tonight's gospel, not tomorrow morning's gospel. That's a different homily. These women, they went to the tomb. They were expecting an empty tomb. No, sorry. They were expecting a tomb that was sealed. And they were expecting, somehow, they didn't know, but they were expecting to be able to go into that sealed tomb and to find a dead body. And they brought spices and ointments to dress the body and to honor the one they loved. They didn't know how they were going to get in, but they did know they had to be there. So what did they do? They simply showed up. And if we ask our Lord to speak to us through the scriptures, which he does, and if we ask our Lord to speak to us through the liturgy, which he does, the living word of God, what is the living word of God saying to us? What what could he be saying to us on this Easter vigil? Could he be saying that And many times in our lives, also, we don't know the how, but he reveals enough of the what for us to be free to say yes or no. Like these women. And in their freedom, they said yes, and they went. And then God did the rest. God provided them a way to enter and see He provided someone to roll back that heavy stone. The reality is, in our lives, God does all of the most difficult tasks. He does the heavy lifting. He moves away the things out of our paths that we cannot, on our own strength, move out of the way. He removes the stones from our hearts that we can't move or remove by our own strength alone. He provides. He provides so that his will will be done all the time. 
But what is this message they hear? They receive or hear these words. He is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him as he told you. If you ever have the opportunity to make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, I highly encourage you. Even if it takes years of sacrifice to put away the money to go, it is worth it. It is very powerful. I had the the grace to go one time. We started our pilgrimage in the north in Galilee. I think we were there four days. The evening of the last day we were there, already in our group, a certain nostalgia was setting in as we knew the next morning we would leave Galilee and go to Jerusalem. And then when we were in Jerusalem, this scripture came to me. And I said, now I know why Jesus told them at the resurrection, they will find me in Galilee. Go to Galilee. Jerusalem is at the edge of the desert. Arid, harsh climate. And it's the city, city life. Lots of people close together. And it was the place of his passion where they witnessed trauma. And where they also were traumatized. And where they began to live in fear. And he sent them back after the resurrection to Galilee in the north. Which is country and green and lush and slower pace of life. And beautiful to behold. And where they had spent many years together and they had happy memories together. Jesus was also calling them back to a place that would even facilitate their ability to process what they had witnessed in those days of trauma in Jerusalem. In our lives, too, our Lord, when we are ready to process the powerful effects of His grace, will provide. For that to happen. These apostles. These women. These disciples. Are now entering. This night. A long period. Of recovery. Of what they had witnessed. And it's going to take them. 50 days. To be ready. To receive the Holy Spirit. At Pentecost. Our Lord. Gradually worked on them to help them assimilate and understand not only the truth of the resurrection but also what he had been doing their entire lives working on them individually and then what they were going to go through as a new community they needed also to reconcile among themselves because you said you wouldn't abandon him and you left us Peter Our Lord will take us to a Galilee when we need it. To you who are coming into the church fully, in baptism and in confirmation, I say to you, welcome. Welcome to the Catholic Church. Welcome to the church that the resurrected one founded. And for Peter 
and for John, and for Mary Magdalene, and for Salome, and for Mary the mother of James, and for those first Christians, they had ingrained in them what Jesus taught them, which we celebrate every time we come to the sacraments. So for Catholics, the sacraments are never only memorial services just to remember and celebrate something that Jesus did or said a long time ago. But for us, for them, for you, the sacraments, all of seven of them, are the fulfillment of Christ's promises, the promise he made to them Thursday night at the Last Supper, where he was preparing them for what would happen. When he said to them, It is better for me, it is better for you that I go. The Father will send the Holy Spirit and he will remind you of everything I have told you. So for Catholics, every time we go to a sacrament, an extraordinary sacrament like baptism or confirmation that you only can receive once, or the ordinary sacraments like the Eucharist or confession that you could receive every day for the rest of your life if you needed or wanted It is an encounter with this living man, the living God-man who rose tonight. And just like he touched someone and healed them from their blindness, and just like he said, rise, get up and walk, and it happened, and just like he said, your sins are forgiven, and they were, an encounter with the living Lord brings about a real change in our lives. And that's not a memorial service. Through your baptism and deepened in your confirmation, in our baptism and our confirmation, this living Lord now seals us forever, adopting us into his family, that no thing, no creature can ever take away. It is stronger than death itself. Through our baptism, we are united to the living Lord. And so he takes us through our baptism to places where we cannot go on our own. He calls us to follow him and he leads us to a narrow gate. He'll lead us to a calvary. He'll lead us to death. He'll lead us to a tomb so that he can lead us out of the tomb to resurrected life where we are all called to live, all of us. Our Lord did prepare us that many will be scandalized in Calvary. And they were. Only a few were able to take it and accompany him all the way up to Calvary and watch him die. Only a few. Many of us, when we come to our Calvary, will also run away in fear. But by the power of the resurrected one, he too can come to our rescue and bring us to resurrected life. Father Nicola, thank you for the beautiful exultant And in case you missed it, he did say, one of the things he did say in Latin, 
was, O vere beata nox, O truly blessed night, que sola meruit sire tempust et orum, worthy alone to know the hour and time, in qua Christus ab inferis resurrexit, when Christ rose from the underworld. So the most important event in history, when God was dead and rose to life, who was there to see it? Who is the witness? It was the night. It was darkness. We were not there to see it. Death wasn't enough for God to show us how much he loves us. He even went to hell for us. How did we start this evening? What does this beautiful Easter candle symbolize? We started outside. And if you take away the little light of the fire, and if you take away the little light on top of that candle, what is mostly out there? It's darkness. Most of it out there is darkness. And a little bit is light. And that symbolizes that even from death itself, from hell itself, God is more powerful. And from within, his light begins to shine. And the darkness will not overcome it. Our Lord prepared those 12 apostles and those disciples, and he prepares us for the reality of what it means to be a true follower of him. Where did he say that in this life, we would be in the majority. He said things like, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. He who follows me must take up his cross, deny himself. Do not think I have come to bring peace, but I have come to bring the sword. Many phrases, he was preparing them along the way, all the time, for the reality that to be a follower of Jesus Christ we are going to be like that Easter candle. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth, not the earth. (laughs) Yeast in dough, not the dough. What is he saying? The true followers should be, we should expect to be in the minority. But how many times the worldly spirit can seep in and we begin to have expectations that it will be great when. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how dark it is, the light prevails. It doesn't matter whatever regime we're living under, the light will prevail. It doesn't matter how how many times we are reminded of our death It doesn't matter how many times we have put up in our face again and again fear you might die. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. It doesn't matter in the sense of our Lord already conquered death. As Christians called to live the resurrected life, 
all of our crosses, all of the effects of living in the minority really should not be any reason for us not to live the truth of the Easter joy that we begin proclaiming tonight. And the church in the next 50 days says, Alleluia, again and again and again and again. That is the truth of the power of the resurrection. Let us ask our Lord, let us ask the Holy Spirit this evening, this beautiful vigil mass, the most solemn mass of the year, that he infuse in all of our hearts that same joy of the resurrection that he gave those followers of his when they ran to see the empty tomb, when they began to come to grasp the resurrection, it's real. And let us also ask him to show us what he wants to do in our life so that all those heavy stones may be rolled back by the power of God's grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Santa Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis, Sancte Michael, ora pro nobis, Sancti Angeli Dei, Sancte Ioannes Baptista, ora pro nobis. Sancte Joseph, ora pro nobis. Sancti Petre et Paule, ora pro nobis. Sancte Ioannes, ora pro Sancta Maria Magdalena, ora pro nobis. Sancti Stefane et Laurenti, ora pro nobis. Sancta Agnes, ora pro nobis. Sancte Basilii, ora Sancte Augustine, ora pro nobis. Sancti Benedicte, ora pro nobis. Sancte Bernarde, ora pro nobis. Sancti Francisce et Dominice, ora pro Sancte Ignati de Loyola, ora pro nobis. Sancte Vincenti, ora pro nobis.
Sancte Ioannes Bosco. Ora pro nobis. Sancta Catarina Senensis. Ora pro nobis. Sancta Teresia Iesu. Ora pro nobis. Omne Sancti et Sancte Dei. Ora pro Propitius esto, libera nos Domine, abomni malo, libera nos Domine, abomni pecato, libera nos Domine, a morte perpetua, libera nos Domine. Reincarnationem Tuam, libera nos Domine. Per mortem et resiectionem Tuam, libera nos Domine. Per effusionem Spiritus Sancti, libera nos Domine. Pecatores, te rogamos audinos, utos electos per gratiam baptisme regenerare dinieris, te rogamos audinos, Iesu Fili Dei vivi, te rogamos Christe audinos, Christe audinos, Christe exaudinos, Christe exaudinos. Almighty ever-living God, be present by the mysteries of your great love and send forth the spirit of adoption to create the new peoples brought to birth for you in the font of baptism, so that what is to be carried out by our humble service may be brought to fulfillment by your mighty power, through Christ our Lord. Amen.